Welcome to the Career Pivot Podcast. I'm Beck Sands and I help people pivot into careers or businesses that they love. This podcast is an interview series with people that have successfully pivoted their careers so that you can feel inspired to do the same. I believe that everyone deserves to do work that they love and to feel fulfilled, driven and know that they are making a positive impact on the world. Now, let's get into the episode. Today, I'm interviewing Jade McKenzie, a five times internationally award-winning business coach and event professional with over 15 years experience in event management and business development in the corporate, not-for-profit and entrepreneurial sectors. Jade pivoted her career into her own business and specializes in working with thriving entrepreneurs and business owners, ranging from startups to multi-millionaires who want to create successful and sustainable events and businesses. Now, let's dive into the interview. Hi, Jade. Thank you so much for joining. Oh, thank you for having me. So nice to be here. Um, so let's dive into it. Tell us a little bit about where you were at in your career before you pivoted um, and, you know, and where you pivoted to. Oh, we're going right back to the start. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, where I was at in my career was that I was actually a general manager for a cancer charity. And it was Australia's first and only charity focused on the psychosocial needs of uh, people aged 18 to 40 with cancer, which was an age group that hadn't ever been really cared for before. And so I was very, very passionate about this job and I'd been in it for a few years and built it up from from, um, very humble beginnings with the founder. And... This this role had meant so much to me, but I had always had an inkling throughout my whole life that I would have my own business. I just didn't know what it would look like, how it would come, how old I would be, how I would get there. And it was getting to the point in this charity where uh, things were very overwhelming, things were changing, and I had become pregnant. And that had really been, I guess, the tipping point for me, being pregnant and, you know, focusing on this next chapter of my life and knowing how much my work meant to me, but also how much it would impact on my life moving forward and Mm -hmm. that I couldn't do the crazy, you know, 12, 14, 16 hour days (laughs) with a Mm -hmm. newborn that... I was doing and the, you know, the nurturing and care that the role deserved, I decided now is actually a good time to exploring what this business could look like for me. And it was really strange. It kind of felt like a whole body experience where I didn't even really have a choice in the matter. I was pregnant and my intuition, my body, my mind were just like, this is the best thing for you and you will have a business. You'll have a baby and you will have a business. And I had no idea what the business was going to be, what it would look like, but Everything that my body told me would happen, happened. And after I had Cerise, she was still only eight weeks old. I started working on my business plans. And so that's how Event Head 
came to be. So really the pivot uh, all came about through my pregnancy. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. And this is what um, comes up pretty much with everyone that comes on the podcast is that there's always a catalyst that kind of mm. makes them want to um, pivot or really take that, that leap uh, because it can be really tricky. I think like leaving, you know, a full-time job and all the comfort and the security and uh, or not necessarily comfort, but you know, the security of a full-time income and any, you know, perks and things like that. It can be really scary to go full-time into your own business Normally, like it takes something like, you know, a move or a, um, you know, a baby or something mm-hmm. quite massive that, that kind of gives you that push into it, if you like. <laughs> so so tell, me, tell us about, um, tell us about what you're doing uh, now and what, you know, what you pivoted into in terms of uh, your event head business and the coaching. Event had really at the start, it was just focused on event styling, celebrations and planning in the background. And I had just started out with a very small vision just to help people locally get their events up and running so that they could really just step out on stage or be with their family and friends and really enjoy that time without having to think about all the back end stuff. So event had started off like that, but soon my friend Julie Parker, who is the founder of the Beautiful You Coaching Academy, had also come up with the idea for the academy. And I was talking to her about this idea just as a friend and she started putting it out there. And I said, oh my gosh, this actually sounds really interesting I was getting more and more female entrepreneurs coming to me to help with their events and it dawned on me that a lot of the time they wanted to talk to me one-on-one but not about the planning and logistics I'd just tell them what to do or I would say how about this and they'd say yes let's lock it in and we'd spend the rest of the time talking about their emotions (laughs) And what was going on for them? It sounds very female, doesn't it? Like, no, I love it. About our yeah. feelings. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and I spent a lot of time helping them through these challenges and issues where they were, you know, feeling confronted about being up on stage or promoting to their communities. And so I said to Julie, oh my gosh, I think I want to be an events coach. There's no such thing. I've looked it up. No one in the world is an events coach, but I've decided I'm just going to make this up and be one. And she's like, oh my God, of course. So I did the coaching course and realized that in lots of my roles, I've been doing coaching. I just didn't know it. And I was able to add that into my business. So there was a pivot within a pivot there in that, you know, I pivoted into Uh, my own business in events which is something that I had done in all of my careers I'd always done the events and then I took it to the next level where I was like okay I'm not just going to teach people how to do events I'm also going to coach them through the process and ever since then it's been focused mainly on female entrepreneurs who have a strong and powerful message that they want to share with their communities and they want to know the best way to do that so there's an education arm which is really about 
how to create events and it's all the logistics and planning and business modeling and strategy. And then there was the coaching, which is all around coming together one-on-one and taking my clients through this really personal, exciting, sometimes confronting, but always rewarding process of setting up and putting out new events into the community. That's awesome. I think, you know, event coaching is actually a brilliant idea because events can be so stressful. And especially if you haven't mm-hmm. had much experience organizing them, or even if you have, <laughs> they're still pretty stressful. And like, also if you're hosting your own events and speaking at your events and like, there's so much to it, like there's just, yeah, it's, it's huge. And then even just the speaking process and getting that confidence and all the things that, you know, that you wouldn't necessarily think of. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) so I think it's actually awesome and brilliant. So, um, when you were starting out, what are some of the biggest challenges that you faced in your business? It's an interesting question because they were challenges, but I knew that there was a way forward. So it just kind of felt more like problem solving rather than, oh, this feels really hard. Mm -hmm. So the biggest things I faced were having no contacts. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) I started from like negative zero. I had worked in finance and I'd worked in not-for-profit and I'd worked in all of these you know, industries that really weren't where I wanted to be. And that was with female entrepreneurs who were (laughs) building up businesses around the world, but they were online. Mm -hmm. So I really, really had to look at my options there. Who can I reach out to? Where can I go? What communities can I be a part of? And the way that I overcame that was just going and looking at what was available locally in terms of female founders and entrepreneurs and business owners and uh, encouraging word of mouth. So getting people to a launch that I had, I really wanted a launch because it established my business. I then had photos, people came, they listened, they understood what I did and they weren't people who were going to hire me themselves because they were friends and family and old co-workers and contacts, but they were absolutely people who could be a great referral system for me. And then I did Marie Folio's B-School, which really helped accelerate the, I guess, positioning myself in that female entrepreneurial market, which was great. So, I mean, that did feel like a problem I had to solve very early on. I was like, okay, I've got this business and I don't have people. Let's, (laughs) let's try and change that. And the other thing was that I had no money. You know, I was married at the time. He had a, a a humble wage. He had a wage that just covered our, our bills, but I also had to contribute. It was a, a two-income household. And being in not-for-profit, you do tend to live pay packet to pay packet. And so being pregnant and not having paid maternity leave, I knew that I would have to look at that as well personally and professionally and make good financial decisions for the household. 
And I'm just glad that breastfeeding is free because I managed to do it, even though it was so painful at the start, it then became a nice and free way <laughs> to feed my <laughs> child whilst I built up the business and I ate a lot of jam on toast, but we've all been there before mm-hmm. um, <laughs> in those early days of, of yep. business building. But I would say they are my two biggest challenges. I feel like my whole life I've been in business development and managerial and strategic roles. So the business building know-how wasn't new. It was just that I was doing it for myself without a safety net and really, honestly, starting from scratch. So I've just bootstrapped my way. Yeah. Amazing. And do you feel like you needed like a certain mindset in order to be able to overcome those challenges and like, you know, earn, like earn money and like start to build your business? Like, was there a certain mindset that you, that you sort of built for yourself? I think I was really, really lucky in that I knew that building businesses is hard slog and I've had to do that from the bottom up in past experiences. Uh, And I know I keep talking about the charity role, but that was really pivotal for me. And I think that gave me my biggest lessons because I started as a volunteer while I was working at another job in venture capital. And I had applied for the Vodafone World of Difference program and they only select a small handful of Australians at the time to uh, work for their chosen charity full time for a year with a wage. And I won a place in that program and that meant that the charity could go from volunteer to a proper functioning charity with a head office and one staff member, which was me, and, mm-hmm. <laughs> and setting up everything pretty much from scratch there. So, and before that I had been in, um, you know, in financial services firms and with entrepreneurs where I was building up all the marketing aspects of their business and creating relationships with suppliers or um, key people and those days where I, I was just doing the hard slog, I learned so much and knew that by the time I got into my business, everything is a process. Nothing is uh, about you personally. It's not um, something that you can really fail at. I absolutely know and believe that to be true. You cannot fail. You just move forward. And you just look at things, um, I guess you have to be objective, you know, bringing your emotions into it and making it about yourself is probably the worst thing you can do because it's not about you. It's about helping the people out there who need you. You're the face, you're the brand, but it's really about being there and being the lighthouse for your potential clients. (laughs) That's good. I so did that at the start of my business. Oh my God, for so long. I just couldn't separate myself into it. Yeah. 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 I just couldn't (laughs) separate. I mean, I think, I guess like, you know, in with coaching, it is a little bit different to other, other sorts of businesses because it's kind of you as the personal brand. So you're really marketing Mm. yourself, which can be very confronting. It can, but it's also so joyous. I, 
I just think it's such a beautiful, beautiful thing where you can really highlight what you are passionate about, what you love helping people with and how you can help them and talk about it and have people connect with you and say, oh my gosh, that's exactly what I need. And then they work with you and look at the amazing results that you have from that. It, I know it feels awkward and I'd always been so comfortable putting other people up on a stage propping them up and then it came to me doing it and I was like Jade you have to get over yourself because you need to think like a marketer you're marketing your own business you are the face of your business yes but it's not going to go anywhere unless you really talk about what you do what you do well and how you're going to help people so it is a lesson we all go through all of us Absolutely. I love that. So what would you say to someone who's in a career or in a corporate role and they feel like um, they've worked quite hard to build it, but it might not be the right fit for them now? I feel like a lot of people think they have to completely forget about their lives up until this point and go, what do I really love doing and move forward with that? without seeing that that part of them has shown up in so many different ways in their lives. It's just probably not been in the way that they fully desire. So in terms of event head, I wanted to connect people. Everything that underpins my business is around meaningful connection. They are the two words that anchor my business. Mm. Event planning and management, meaningful connection. Event coaching, meaningful connection. Event education, meaningful connection. And I did fundraising events. I did boardroom events. I did financial events. I did all types of events. And I can see looking back that everything I did, even though I was in a BDM role, even though I was in a financial planning assistant role, even though I was in a receptionist role, that showed up time and time again. The skills, the passion, the drive, the desire. And I feel like if you are looking to pivot, if you are thinking that you really want to jump into something wholeheartedly, take a step back and look at your journey and look at how your passion has shown up in all of these different areas and then start identifying what it is about those things that you love and that really, really light you up, what you're really good at, what skills you've gained through those experiences and how you can help other people using this zone of genius of yours. And that is going to help you give more context to what the future can look like. Because I see people go into things going, I've got a passion for this and I really want to move forward with this as a business. But then they feel so new and so fresh and they think that they're not worthy potentially of a good money or as many clients as they desire. Or then they start going, oh no, who am I to say this when there's already successful people in this area <laughs> doing it? Mm -hmm. And if you can look back and see everything that you've already done up until this point, then you realize you're not a beginner at 
all. You may be starting a new chapter, but you've got all of this experience and these achievements behind you, which you are going to bring into your business. And that is what is going to help you the most in terms of mindset and promotion and marketing and understanding how your unique skills is going to set you up to be completely different to the other people who have probably been on their own in this space for quite a long time. Totally. And it's funny because it's funny that you say that because I think a lot of people kind of go, Oh, I can't do this or I can't do that because you know, there's so many people that are already doing that. And then my response to that is always like, well, how many lawyers are there? <laughs> like, <laughs> um, it's not like yep. one person's a lawyer and then that's it. That job's taken, you know? <laughs> so yeah, I think it's, yeah, you're right. Like it's bringing your, your uniqueness, your individual strengths and bringing yourself into it. And then the more that you can do that, you know, the more that you can set yourself apart in any field, no matter what, what that is. So what, uh, what's one book that has made a massive impact for you in relation to either to your career, your business or, or finding and pursuing your passion? I've never been asked that before. And <laughs> I, I work in the personal development space. So, or, you know, all my clients have books. I'm surrounded by books and I've always been a bookworm. <laughs> yeah. But early on in my journey, I didn't know these people and I didn't know this world existed. But I'd always loved entrepreneurs. I just thought, I don't know, there's just something about them. I've always been drawn to them, always wish I could be like that. And obviously, one of the biggest ones that I had admired was Richard Branson. And Mm -hmm. I remember reading his book. And it changed everything for me because here I was, this girl with parents who had immigrated to Australia, had nothing, very low middle class income earners. I didn't even do extracurricular activities, just karate where my dad would go every Saturday. But, you know, it was a very, very... I've said the word humble like three times in this podcast, but like humble beginnings for sure. Mm. And in high school, I just didn't think the way teachers wanted me to think. And I felt like I wasn't smart enough. I felt like I didn't know what to do with my life. I had this calling, this yearning. I never felt like I fit in. There were things that I was good at, but they just didn't fit into my life as somebody in high school. And I dropped out of uni and it was just, it felt like a lot. And then I read his biography and he was dyslexic and he, you know, he didn't finish school and he had really humble upbringings too. And it all started when he wrote the sign for the plane, you know, and it's that story gave me hope knowing that he had tried all these things and he was just willing to experiment. Like he would see a gap in the market and he'd go for it and he built things up from scratch and it wasn't from money. It was just from an idea. It was from problem solving. It was from passion, whatever it was. He just went out there and did it. And that made me realize that I have potential and that it's okay to be really different 
from everyone else and that school doesn't define you and your success in that doesn't mean you're smart or dumb. <laughs> it just may mean that your strengths are in other areas and, and the teachers and the curriculum aren't ready for what you want or crave or how you like to explore things. So that book absolutely changed everything for me just to know that, okay, there's people like this out in the world and look what they've done. Maybe I can do something like that too. I haven't actually read that one, but I've like, I've always wanted to read it, but then I just never, I just haven't gotten around to it. So I need to put that back on my reading list. (laughs) (laughs) That's a great one. So um, where can people go to find out a little bit more about what you're working on uh, and a bit more about you, Jade? Well, because I work on a million different projects all the time, probably (laughs) the best place to go to is jademckenzie.me and that is my personal website, my personal brand and that is where you can go and contact me or head on over to Insta where I like to communicate with most of my community, love a good DM, love a good comment. So jademckenzie.me or on Instagram, jade.i.mckenzie. Thank you so much for being on, Jade. It's been such an amazing conversation and loved hearing about your pivot story. Thank you for having me. Thanks so much for listening. And if you loved this episode, please share it with your friends and leave a review. You'll find a link to this episode and all of the show notes at becksands.com forward slash podcast. While you're there, make sure you sign up for my free weekly email newsletter where I share loads of practical advice for making your career pivot. Remember, you deserve to do work in the world that you love. Until next time, have an awesome day. Thank you.